Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining me tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating and relationship expert and founder of singleinthecity.ca. This show is all about relationships what makes them work, how to start one, navigating breakups, and the reasons why we do the things that we do when it comes to love. We want to give you the tools that you need to navigate the dating world, and my guest tonight is someone who will definitely be able to help with that. I'm joined by uh, Marnie Batista, Relationship and Dating Coach at Dating with Dignity. She has quite the impressive YouTube following. Marnie's experience is based in helping people to manifest authentic relationships and happiness while working on self-confidence. And Marnie helps people learn how to attract the matches that you deserve and how to build relationships at work. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Marnie. I'm so happy to be here. All the way from L.A. Last week we had a guest from Australia. This week it's L.A. We are going global. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And since we can't travel to Canada, I'll just be pretend that I'm sitting there having a nice coffee with (laughs) you. We're having mimosas. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, on this show, uh, we really like to dive into topics that interest our listeners, and we want to give as much useful advice as possible. Navigating the dating world, new relationships, and keeping those relationships that you're in healthy can be tricky, especially with the current state of things. Now, tonight, we're going to be touching on some hot dating and relationship topics, and we'll also be answering some of your burning questions. So let's get right to it. We have lots to talk about with Marnie tonight. Okay, so Marnie, let's start with this. Um, You talk a lot about self-confidence, empowerment, and meeting the right person, someone who is worthy of your time is there for the long term, and fits with your goals and dreams. Why is this so important for you? How can we begin to work on this? Well, I think it's funny. I was just thinking about this recently, and someone wrote it out, just the best on my team, and they said, you know, we spend most of our time in a get paradigm, right? Like, what do I do to get him to like me what do I do to get her to call yeah. you know, to say yes to my right we get in this get mentality and I think that there's some paradigm shifts that need to really happen and one is that when you shift into you know here's clearly what I'm looking for based on my values and you make it about you and not about him or her Mm-hmm. What happens is then the the power dynamic sort of switches, Changes. right? And then you get to be in like, oh, wait, no, I'm a, like, lovable, valuable human, and I'm trying to find my partner, and here's what I'm looking for, which is a completely different way to experience the journey of, of you know, dating and attraction and finding partnership versus, you know, how do I get this person to, to you know, to like me? Right. And and we also need to keep in mind that people in relationships don't have to share every little detail about life and change, but people do need to feel connected and safe to share the important ones. While, you know, while there are goals that you need to share with your partner to make your relationship work and last, there are also, you know, like what you're saying, the personal goals 
that you may want to strive for without affecting the relationship. So basically, you can have different goals, but you need to be on the same page by supporting each other. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you know, look, and I think this is so amazing. Like, no partner will ever meet every single one of your needs. Exactly. And I think that that is a great, like, you know, mythology, you know, that media and culture and, you know, has sort of given us and it can really mess you up. So to really think that I'm only really looking for someone who just, I I break it into like five values-based sort of deal breakers, non-negotiables that aren't characteristics. They're about, they're about values. And if you have those, then they are the foundation that allow you to navigate through differences. Because according to the Gottman Institute, which has been studying happy relationships since the 70s, 69% of a couple's uh, challenges are perpetual problems, meaning that they come up again and again and again. And that's normal. And so you want to have those core values in common that give you the foundation to work through those. And it's truly, it's very like, you know, not rocket science, but I'll just say it, you know, the ideal, happy, healthy relationship is like a Venn diagram. So there's the us, and then we're also pursuing the things that are making us happy that our partner's not going to, not going to meet because they're just not. So values are very important, and sharing the same interests as your partner, not so important. It's nice, but it's not the end. Like, at the end of the day, it's not a deal breaker if you don't share the same interests as your partner. I don't think it is. I think, and also, by the way, there's different ways of doing those same interests, right? So, you know, I love the water. I love the ocean. I like to sit by it. I like to frolic yeah. in it. You parasailing. I'll sit over here. <laughs> yeah, I like to go on a jog or a walk by it. My husband likes to be in it, you know, but we have the same value of loving to spend, you know, time near water, right? Whether yeah. it's a lake or an ocean or whatever, right? So there's different ways. So, but just because I don't surf or he doesn't like to sit in the sun and read a book, that doesn't mean we're not compatible. Exactly. Now, we put so much emphasis on dating finding someone special and getting into that perfect relationship that we tend to overlook how important it is to just enjoy being single and to make yourself the priority before you try to jump into something for the sake of being with somebody. You have your own set of rules for being successfully single. In your opinion, what do you think are the most important things that people need to focus on when being single to make sure that they're ready for a relationship? Oh my gosh, I love this topic. (laughs) I love this topic. You know, I think that the number one thing is you have to discover or get to know really your most authentic self, the version of you that's not been doing, you know, cartwheels and backflips to try and, you know, be what you think other people want you to be. By the way, that doesn't just mean relationship. It could be your kids, your ex, your mother, your friends, the community at your church, right, or your your synagogue or whatever it is, right? We spend a lot of time doing the mental gymnastics to try and belong uh, or get approval. And so when I'm working with someone, I want them to take that break to really decide who are you 
without what you were taught, without the shoulds. And once you identify really like where you shine and, and who you are really unencumbered by those things, then start to kind of fall in love with yourself, spend time with yourself, get to know yourself. Um, it's amazing. And then from that place, then you kind of can decide who, who am I looking for? And then that's a great time then to start dating. Cause you love you, you know, you're the, you know, you know, you're the bomb, diddybomb.com. And then you can start to have fun exploring who is your best I totally agree with all of that. I'm always preaching that. I mean, what is your purpose? You know, discover more about yourself. What are you good at? What what gifts can you bless other people with? What are your passions? These are questions that you should, you know, have the answers to while you're single. If you lack purpose, I feel it can lead to attaching yourself to the wrong person in a relationship because you're looking for them to fill the void that you're experiencing. And another one of my tips is is to make new friends. Just because you're single, that doesn't mean you have to always be alone. And by mingling in new uh, social circles, what you're doing is, is you're opening the door possibly to all kinds of possibilities. For example, like one of your new friends, they may know that perfect partner that is not suitable for them, but is suitable for you. And like you mentioned, you know, just enjoying life, you know, stop holding yourself back and and just start having more fun. You're not defined by your relationship status because being single is okay. I don't agree, Marnie. There's so many people that get so down on themselves for being single because they feel that they need to be in a relationship for some reason because that's what society is expecting from them. But that's not the case. Well, I, I think that's so amazing. And and one of the things we, you know, I love is like the best way to practice bringing out and exploring who you are without all those shoulds is to go out there and flirt with life, mm-hmm. right? Like practice connecting and interacting. I love, you I know, love I, you I, say I always that. say flirt with life. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I always say, like, you know, do the, the 20 interactions a day, you know, well, you can't really do it probably maybe now, but 20 interactions <laughs> a week, a challenge, right? Where you're just making a conscious interaction and connection with 20 other humans a week. So mm. whether it means, you know, you're you're waiting in line to the drive through to pick up your coffee, right, these days, and you just actually make a connection and, and have a conversation and express your gratitude to the person who's giving your coffee or who's at the cash register or smiling at somebody while you're pumping gas and asking how your day going, right? We're not talking about these things that are, you know, necessarily dating. They're just having this energy around you where you're connecting. And so practicing that allows you to, to get to know yourself. And so I think it's, I think it's huge. And the other thing I'll say about the stigma of being single it's really about the meaning you make of your singleness because being single in itself is nothing. It's the story that you have that is going to hurt your heart and take you further away from whatever life that you want. When you set out to enjoy your life, what you're doing is creating more positive energy within yourself, which means you'll attract that into your life. We need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to avoid getting discouraged and burnt out with dating with Marty Batista. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca. 
on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. Tonight, we are navigating the modern dating world from ghosting to dating emotionally unavailable people and avoiding dating burnout. Dating tips for those over 40. We're covering it all with my guest, relationship and dating coach, Marnie Batista, all the way from L.A. We're having mimosas, but we're pretending. You were pretending. <laughs> you know what? Actually, if I had a mimosa right now, I wouldn't be able to talk. Would you? Yeah, like, me I either. Can't. No, I think I can't. breakfast. Let's order breakfast, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's answer one of our listeners' questions that I feel is something that so many people are struggling with right now. It's such a problem when it comes to meeting people. So this is from Rick. So recently I had one of my matches send me the first message. So, of course, I got my hopes up. We exchanged a few messages, and she seems pretty cool, totally my type. It's been a few days since I last responded to her, and I haven't gotten a response from her. So I got ghosted yet again before we've even gotten to know each other well. I know if I message her again to try to revive the conversation, that would make me look needy or desperate or etc. I'm so sick of this online dating thing, yet I'm so lonely that it aches. Aww. <laughs> I feel his pain, though. It's so tough out there. It's a shitty spot to be in. Any suggestions? So, first of all, he gets, like, props for, you know, being in the game, right, initiating, having the conversation, responding, all those things. That takes courage. You know, the the sexiest thing that I think anyone can do is to be direct. and so. I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Go for I'm what gonna you want. Him, yeah, I'm gonna help him fix this, and then I'm gonna give him some advice for next time. So number one would be to just say, you know, hey Jane, um, I'm I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm confused. Uh, I was excited uh, about our connection, and I would love to actually meet on Facetime or in person or whatever you're doing out there in Toronto. Uh, and see if we're really a match, and then see what she says. And if she doesn't write back, then if you weren't ghosted. It just means she's not really your match. She's not your person because you don't want to be with a person who can't, like, just write back. So that's number one. But I, I love the line, I'm confused, because you are. I'm all about calling people out. Yeah, and just say, I'm confused. Like, I thought we had a great thing going, and I was just getting, you know, just getting ready. I, I, I was just thinking of this great place where it might be fun to just go for a walk. You get to know each other in person. Um, are you game? So that's, I think that that is the next step. And then in the future, what I would say is really, for, this is for everyone, try to avoid the pseudo intimacy, which is just text messaging or messaging on the, on the online platform or the app. Because you're missing out on the opportunity to just go for the conversation. So the research shows that 55% uh, of the people that are online right now are looking to fast track relationships because of the pandemic. So fast track it, meaning reach out, um, might, you know, say something like, hey, would you like to get together for 10 or 15 minutes on Zoom or FaceTime and, and uh, you know, have a drink or have a coffee, a virtual coffee. And then after that, you know, ask them out on that Zoom call or that FaceTime or if you're going to actually meet in person and make it short. People also right now are really into efficiencies. So when you say just a 10 or 15 minute Zoom call to see if we're a match, to make a plan, um, I really, really recommend that. And you can just start off your interactions by saying, uh, you know, hey, 
how's your week going? Would you like to get on Zoom or FaceTime and talk for 15 minutes? I love to connect. Just go for it. But all of this like back and forth and how are you and how was your day and then texting, it's like you're creating the illusion that you have something when you really don't. And then that quote unquote ghosting or that someone not being a match is just way more heartbreaking than it should be. So fast track things. Yeah, and, and also, like, you can't take things too personal. You have to take things with a grain of salt because you don't really know people and what their visions are for the future. You don't even know if your uh, your life aligns with theirs. Um, and so, like, you can't get too upset over somebody that doesn't give you the time of day because they don't know you and you don't know them. And they might not, not even be a match for you anyway. Like, they might not be suitable for you. So you have to really take dating with a grain of salt, I think, and uh, you don't know people's intentions. There are so many people using dating sites that have no intentions on meeting up with anybody. They just aren't. Well, exactly. And I think the the really important thing to look at is that when you say, you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't be upset. The thing is, if you've been doing this for a while, uh, it is upsetting. It's disappointing. And the reason is because you start to make meaning of it, right? You start to say, here's another person, right? And you could just see even in his, in his message, right? In his email to you, his question, he's like, he was like, oh, why is this happening again? I'm so sick of it, mm-hmm. right? And so you start to take what happened and you catastrophize and you futurize. So, so let's talk about you, that. Yeah, let's talk about, you know, uh, how we can avoid getting burnt out with dating, especially right now. It can be exhausting, you know, putting time into trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right when we keep meeting people who just aren't a fit for us or they just, you know, you're you're having conversations with them and then all of a sudden they just disappear and they just give up. How How can we stop ourselves from getting discouraged when the right person doesn't seem to be coming along? Let's talk about that. Well, I think number one is that if you do get discouraged to just own that you're what's really going on, right? So what happens is we get discouraged and then we start beating ourselves up about it. We we project into the future. It's always going to be like this. You're trying to protect yourself from that discouraging moment, that feeling of sadness or anger or frustration. And so you make up a bunch of stories about it, even if it's just like, you know what, maybe I'm meant to be alone or just be in the moment and be like, oh, I'm sad. I'm mad. This is super frustrating right now. And and stay in that moment rather than making going global, right? Like this is this is my life. This is the rest of my life. So number one is stay in the moment. And then number two is, which I think is actually really empowering, is what's really going on, right? Like if you have this orientation towards dating that every step is showing me something that I need to learn and adjust, then you basically just, you know, with each person, it's like you signed up for like Love 101 and you just took a took a course. And so when something doesn't pan out, just say, what did I learn? What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about this person? Is there an adjustment I want to make, right? Like, so the person who asked the question, like, we just gave so many adjustments. So try that, right? Like, and then you are empowered. And I think the key to this whole this whole experience of dating is that when you're empowered and you feel like you're in control, it becomes way less exhausting. So instead of saying this that get mentality, instead of, oh, I didn't get this person to like me, you're just like, oh, this person wasn't a match. What am I going to do different? 
Maybe I need to set different settings on my profile. Maybe I need to rewrite photos. Maybe I need to try something different. Maybe I need to take a break. There's so many options. So instead of projecting and getting discouraged, um, take the time to assess and adjust and learn from every interaction and it can, and, and own the feelings in the moment. Because when you do get ghosted, it doesn't matter how freaking, if you're the Buddha, right? You're still going to have feelings about it. So just give yourself some grace. It does suck. It is rude. It's not fair, whatever. Um, and then allow yourself to just be in it and then you move on. Yeah. And, and if I may add, another way of getting empowered really is to, is to maintain a strong sense of self. Are yeah. you clear about what you need in life to feel satisfied? Do you feel confident in what you have to offer a partner? It's so important to feel secure in your sense of self where you don't feel the need to apologize for who you are. It's amazing. Uh, it's an amazing feeling to be confident with yourself. Plus, you, you know, you're more likely to attract good potential partners when you feel worthy of receiving love from someone who you would admire and respect. And then, I mean, and take a break, right, Marnie? I mean, take a break for a few weeks. It can be refreshing. It takes the pressure off and a chance to let go of some of that negativity that might be lingering. And, well, um, well, absolutely. And, yeah. and, I, and I love what you're saying because, and that's in the assessment. So if after a few people aren't your match and you start to say things in the dark soul of the night, what's wrong with me? Why can't, why doesn't anyone love me? Then that, oh my gosh, that's, you hit a gold mine. Then you need to fill up your self love bucket and do that work and take a pause mm-hmm. and recalibrate. So again, every, every data point, is data. It doesn't have to be drama. Use the data and make an adjustment. And when you do decide to come back, because you're going to come back, because right now, like, how else are you going to meet somebody in this in these crazy times? Start fresh with a new profile and new pictures. And I can't stress this enough. Get some professional help when it comes to your photos and writing your bio. It's everything it is it's everything right marnie like i mean people don't know who you are so you need to represent yourself in the best light possible but at the same time being honest with who you are well absolutely i think one thing to really remember when you're writing an online profile is this isn't a work memo this isn't an english paper you're not writing it for your brother or your best guy friend or your best girlfriend, right? This is an actual specific niche kind of writing that is very particular to getting a response. You're, it's marketing, right? Um, it's authentic marketing. And so you want to brand yourself with those new pictures. Um, you want to make sure that you have a full body shot. I love recommending that you get professional photos, uh, that you take the time to learn what looks best on you. Make sure your look is updated. Make sure you're not wearing big glasses. Make sure you don't have 10 pictures of your vacation, you know, hiking Machu Picchu where you're a dot, you know, (laughs) in a silhouette (laughs) of the sunset. Don't put photos with you and a bunch of your friends, right? Like there's an ex-girlfriend. Or pictures of you with your kids. Come on. <laughs> There's 
lots of things. I, I've done so many episodes of my Dating Gun podcast where we go over all these things. So I just want you to know that it's a very specific thing you're doing. So that's number one. And then on your profile, you want to make sure that it's not what I call leaking, meaning that all the bad stuff, bad relationships, disappointments that you've had in the past aren't just sitting there like emanating toxic waste, you know, on the page, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, if you say things like, um, you know, if not you're into drama, drama, that's not me, <laughs> right? Or I'm in a place in my life where, you know, I don't want to take care of anyone. Or I'm very successful and independent and I'm looking for someone, you know, that's just screaming like bad. Jaded. I'm jaded. Yeah. That's what that's Yeah, screaming. I'm jaded. jaded. A hundred percent. We need to take a break, Barney. This is a powerful and amazing conversation between two dating experts here on the Dating and Relationship Show. You guys are lucky, the listeners out there. Yeah. Ooh, you're getting it. <laughs> when we come back, we have advice for those who keep falling for that emotionally unavailable partner. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bilotta. Tonight, we're touching on some hot dating and relationship topics and answering some of our listeners' questions. I'm joined by Marnie Batista, relationship and dating coach at Dating with Dignity, all the way from L.A., welcome back. Woo-hoo. So you put a lot of focus on helping women to find partners that they deserve. I know so many of us fall for the same guy over and over again, usually guys that are emotionally unavailable or just not the right fit. What advice would you give women who keep falling for the same type of guy so that they can find someone worthy? Well, I think number one is you want to look at the pattern, right? So if you are attracted to the same guy with a different face, then the best thing to do is to just take responsibility for the fact that if this has been going on for a long period of time, this isn't just a one-off, that this is the reflection of some deeper inner work that needs to be done Uh because ultimately, uh, and it's not sexy and it's not necessarily fun to deal with, but if you don't pull the rug up and look underneath there after all those years, um, the rug isn't going to cover up the pain, right? It's not going to solve the problem. So you'll just keep doing it. So, because it's not about really even the best profile or, or different, a different area or a different app. If you've been doing this for most of your adult life, there's something else going on. And it's probably you're trying to get an unmet childhood need uh, through your relationship. And some of you may even be aware of that. The, the next step is, so how am I going to rewire those neural pathways and do something different so I get a different result? It can be that you're emotionally unavailable yourself, and you might not even realize it. Or maybe, like you said, some people do realize it. You think you want a relationship, but your subconscious is telling you to run, so you either self-sabotage or you end up attracting partners that don't have anything to offer you. It maybe has nothing to do with you. I mean, and I hate to break it to everyone, but emotionally unavailable people, they basically dominate this modern dating world. Basically, it's full of people with avoidant attachment styles that go from relationship to relationship 
without working on their issues. So the probability of meeting an emotionally unavailable person in this modern dating world is quite high. Do you agree with that too, Marnie? Well, so this is what I'm seeing. I do and I'm I out there dating. See, I'm dating right now, and this is what I'm finding. I'm finding that people are just, you know, you date them for a bit, and then it comes out. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, they're going, they're going through a breakup, or they pass, they, their past relationship ended maybe five months ago. They haven't done the work. They're afraid of getting into a relationship. They're, they're FOMO. They're fear of missing out on something better coming along. Like, I mean, all these issues arise. I think wait, the, the reason I agree is because um, we all have issues. Like, a period, 100%, 100% of people have issues. <laughs> so it's really about wh- what are you going to do about it. And so, again, like, if you if you understand that you are empowered and you're assets are in order and you've done the work yourself, you unconsciously will be sending a different message to, I believe, the universe, so to speak. So you'll attract less of those people. When you have a really solid process and you know exactly what you're looking for, you can actually out those kinds of flaws way more efficiently. So you don't have to take a ton of time. If you're collecting the right kind of data, if you're setting up the right kind of system, So even if someone said, you know, if you say, hey, do you want to jump on Zoom? And they're like, no, I really, this happened to one of our clients. He said, you know, I'm on Zoom all the time. I really just don't want to. And my client was like, oh, that makes, that makes perfect sense. So I have an interesting idea. Would you like to give it a try? And he was like, sure. (laughs) She said, so let's do this. We're going to get on FaceTime. And I've got a surprise for you. Guess what? That guy was on that call. He was like, great. When do you want to do it? No way. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, this is crazy. We're going to just, this is 10 minutes. You know, she's like, did she flash her breath? (laughs) Let's each go find three things. We'll give ourselves 60 seconds um, that represent us or that tell, you know, that will like show each other who we are. And so they both did it. And then, of course, the call was way longer than 10 minutes because he was like, oh, well, you know, I picked this because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they had a really nice conversation. So the thing is, like, it, now the right guy did said yes. The wrong guy's like, no, I'm not really interested. You know, it, I, it, I, this is a waste of time. I, You know, do it my way. And great. Right. You're not but my I, person. Next. But, Marnie, I know that there are some men and probably some women, too, like, older generation that aren't used to what millennials are used to. They're not used to this whole video kind of dating or, or getting on video calls and they don't feel comfortable. They're insecure with it all. You know, like I know so many people that hate taking a photo because they don't like the way they look in photos or, you know what I mean? So the same goes for video. So what about those people? Well, so that's great. So number one, with the pandemic, I will say that most humans are comfortable at this point with some sort of video technology. I mean, I have clients in their 70s. They better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, if, and you wanted to see your grandchildren or your nephew or your niece or you had to work or you're in a, in a book club. I'm in a book club. There's probably septuagenarians and octogenarians in my book club. They're all using Zoom. So I think that that's not as true anymore. Um, but what I will say is that you want to be creative and you want to be playful. 
about it. And because the other thing is, and again, this is forget the pandemic. Um, If somebody says, you know, I'm not going to be on a video call and I can't meet you in person, then to me, that's what I call a pink or red flag that it might be a catfisher or a scammer. So I'm of the, I'm of the belief in, in this year, um, in this time, everyone can figure out how to get on some sort of video connection. And most of the apps now have it built in. So if you are using an app or you're dating online, there's like a big button that you can click that says like video. It's hard, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. When we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show, we're going to give you dating tips for those over 40. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta with Marnie Batista tonight. She's a relationship and dating coach at Dating with Dignity. Let's talk about dating over 40. This is an area where a lot of people struggle, whether you're getting back into the dating game after a long term relationship or just struggling to meet new people. As the dating landscape changes, getting to know someone as you get older has a whole different set of challenges. So what tips do we have for these people dating over 40, Marnie? Let's see. Well, I think number one is that over 40 is a great time, age, opportunity to date. There are Uh so many people who are ready to have the next chapter. I think when you're over 40, you're also kind of having a forward facing towards reality of what you really want your life to look like. So you have way more clarity about what you want and what you need. Um, And depending upon where you are in your life, you also are are more confident about it. So if you decided you're not having kids, you know you're not having your own kids. Um, If you're ready to retire soon, you know exactly what, you know, your plan is and who you're looking for. So I think the the, the most exciting thing is that you don't have to grow up with somebody. You're getting someone who's already sort of got their, their wheels in motion. And so it's easier in many ways to get to sort of the heart of are you a match and then and then move on. So I think it's a really, to begin with, just like instead of going, oh, God, it's going to be so hard. No, it's going to be so great. The other question I always get when when uh, people are dating over 40 is, should I lie about my age <laughs> because of the algorithm? Uh, and so what I'm going to tell you is I think that if you want to expand the possibilities, either older or younger, it's okay to give a couple of years discrepancy Ooh. and make sure, yep, and make sure on the first conversation or at the very latest, the second, that you're letting someone know how old you are, really, right? So it might look like something like, you know, oh, Brad, it's been, you know, Brad, this is such a fun conversation. Hey, I just want you to know, like, I'm fully aware, you know, at Match.com is, is, you know, a computer. And so even though I said I was 48, I'm 50. And oh, then he'll be okay. like, oh, wow, oh, you look God. amazing. Right, whatever. Really? Oh, see, I would be afraid to do that. Well, the thing is, it is an algorithm. So if you are of a certain age, um, you know, you might be missing out on a whole set of people that are just one or two years younger or older than you. 
So it is, it's a math problem. So as long as you are up front at the very beginning, I personally don't have a problem with it. And I, I, people seem to think they know what they want and, and, until it's, it's sitting right in front of them, right? So someone yeah, might well, say, I'm, oh, I don't want yeah. to date a 50-year-old woman. She doesn't take care of herself. Women just, like, stop looking good after a certain age when then they see this beautiful 50-year-old woman in front of them and go, oh, I'd date that. Well, yeah, I'm 50. Exactly. And, and so I think it's really important. The other thing is this, and I say this to both sexes so I think it's so important. I've heard it on both sides. You know, I don't want to nurse or a purse. You know, I don't want to be a nurse or a purse. <laughs> so, uh, right? So number one is when you are doing all the things that you and I are talking about on this call, um, and because there are so many challenges, right, just because we're dealing with humans, when you're the top 10%, you are the queen or the king. Like for men, just literally take initiative, call when you say you're going to call, be honest. Like it's so easy to be amazing online. Um, and so if you say, I'm going to do this work on myself, I'm going to make sure my assets rock. I'm going to brand myself. I'm going to market myself. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have great communication. I'm going to fast track things. Um, you're you're going to be, it's going to be amazing, right? Because someone's looking for you. You're, you're great, you're fun, you're smart, you're fit, you're at whatever it is over 40. Um, they are looking for you. So allow yourself to be found. And let all your friends know that you're single and yeah. they should keep an, an eye out for you. And Absolutely. put yourself out there, but don't make it your primary focus. I mean, you have a life. You had a life before. Just live your life. And avoid one-night stands, I think. If that's not what you're looking for, because the law of attraction is in effect, you get what you put out. So if all you're doing is having meaningless sex, what you're doing is you're shutting down your relationship, attracting energy, and you're not genuinely practicing the lifestyle of someone who values love, making you more unlikely to find love. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that you have to, you know, I believe in tools, not rules. So you have to really look at, and the name of my company is Dating with Dignity, and I feel like every person determines what makes them feel dignified the next day. And I think that requires honesty of yourself and with the other person um, and what your relationship goals are right now, right? So be honest. If you aren't really looking for the love of your life because you were married for 27 years and you actually want to have fun, own that. And then sure, have a one night stand if that's what you need. Right. Uh, but if your goal is to have a deep, intimate connection and get, get to really know somebody um, and to be seen and heard and, and all of those amazing things, then, and it feels out of alignment or out of integrity with your own dignity, then yeah, you're going to put the brakes on. You want to, in my opinion, you want to put the ding dang and the wing wing in a way that is like, according to your contract of what, <laughs> of what makes you feel good about yourself. And no one, I can't tell you, no one else can tell you that, but you have to be honest with yourself. We have one more question from our listeners. Sean writes, my partner has low self-confidence and self-image issues. I want to support and lift her up as much as possible without being overbearing. How can I give my partner compliments and flirt when she has low self-esteem? Well, it's really, I say, oh gosh, because I just interviewed a man panelist for my uh, podcast. And he talked about being in a relationship like that for six years. And I love his analogy. He said, when the hole is so deep, as a guy, he was like shoveling dirt into that hole, like always shoveling dirt into the hole. There was never enough dirt. He couldn't shovel fast enough. And after six years, 
it ended up that this person wasn't his partner. So I think that the most important thing to do is to have an honest conversation about, you know, how can I meet your needs and what is it that you're struggling with that you feel like I'm going to make it all better? Because I'm really scared that I can't express enough how much I care and love for you if you don't love and care for yourself. So how, how can I do that? What can we do? Because I love you and you're amazing and you're not receiving it, right? It's not, the dirt isn't getting higher in the, in the hole. And I would just have that conversation from that place of vulnerability. Like I'm scared. Like I love you so much and it's not being received. Thank you so much, Marnie. This has been an amazing conversation. Where can people get a hold of you? Datingwithdignity.com, best way. And you can follow me on Instagram at The Dating and Relationship Show and also my personal Instagram, official Laura Bellotta, for tons of dating advice. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Have a great week ahead. Ciao. 